welcome to One Grump or Two, a podcast where two mates chat about music, film, TV, and anything else that's tickled their fancy that week. Enjoy! And welcome to the second part of this week's podcast. And this is the screen part, Phil. So explain to the dear listener what that is meaning. Okay, so that's really our opportunity to talk to you about films and TV shows that we've watched. Uh, We're going to change the format of recommendations or reviews. We used to do this, um, unfortunately, rather clunky two screens thing. How many times you look at your phone? But we're going to change that now. We're going to move on to uh, a yes, go see it, maybe or give it a miss, okay? Obviously, film reviews are all subjective, uh, but this is going to be maybe something which will help you make a very quick decision as to whether to see a film or a TV show. So the the first one I want to start off with is Renfield, okay? And it's one of the few films that I was genuinely excited to see. I think we'd 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 finished the podcast, the, the first season of the podcast, on a bit of a downer when it came to movies because of the Oscars and the everything everywhere all at once debacle in our opinion. Um, that's why we're not on the Oscar jury panel. Uh, and I looked forward to the schedules and thought, what is there out there that I can get really excited about? You know, I, I've already said I wasn't excited about guardians of the galaxy and there were genu- genuinely not many films there. Um, but then Renfield started to um, come out of his coffin and show his his fangs a little bit and the whole idea of nicholas cage playing dracula was just insane it just t- it ticked every box for me i'm not saying he's the he's the only person that could do it well i'm not saying he was born to be that character that's all kind of crap um but it was just this whole idea that the the dracula character has to be over the top you know, we, we've had calm Dracula, but we want somebody a bit over the top for a change. Cage is everything when it comes to over the top. I was a little bit dubious about Nicholas Holt because I'm not a great fan of his. Mm. Yeah. Um, interesting. I thought it was quite, that seemed quite good casting, I thought. I, I think ultimately, I think looking at it on the face of it, if you're not a big fan of his, then you're going to go, well, how's he going to do that? Because you don't know mm. how they approach the characters, but it turned out really well for him. Um, I've got to say, I really, really, really enjoyed it. It was daft, camp. It was uh, way too gory. Holy moly, was it gory. It was It was almost like anime levels of gore, you know, when <laughs> you cut somebody's finger off and 85 gallons go, whoa, straight across. Um, <laughs> it was insanely violent, insanely violent. Um but it was great. It was everything that you want, you know, this this idea of Dracula being moved into a modern day setting to be. Mm. So I would say if you're looking for a film to watch and you can put it with depictions of blood, you know, uh, put Renfield right at the top of your list. So 65 revolves around an accident in space where Adam Driver's spaceship uh, goes off course and somehow, there's not a great deal of uh, explanation around this, but somehow ends up 65 million years in Earth's history. Uh, it's just, it's just mind-bogglingly daft. It's, it's not something that um, you can make any sense of. 
So the only way I can recommend this film past a maybe is if you're really desperate or a big Adam Driver fan. Um, Thankfully, Dan's been watching a few things. Yeah, so I've been catching up on quite a bit of TV, actually, in the downtime. Um, But I'm going to start with one that's new to Apple TV+, Plus, which is Silo. I've read the first book of the trilogy, I believe it's trilogy, that this is based on. And this is going to be an interesting ride. I must say it was really well done in in, in the episode that I've watched. And I believe you've watched as well. We watched actually the same night, I think, didn't we? Yeah, I've I've actually watched watched the second episode as well now. Have you? Right. I need to catch up then. But um, for those of you that don't know, the premise is that um, you're following this community that are underground, all living in this silo that, that goes deep into the underground because the outside world, for reasons we don't know yet, um, is uninhabitable and some persons before have decided to put people into this silo in which they live breathe and whatever else and um, it's the story based on that and how certain persons are starting to delve into the why are they there they want to find this out so it's a really interesting sociological piece looking at how this entire society lives underground the complete trust that they are there for good reason but you want to know what's on the outside yeah the, the thing that i really liked about it is when you have these kind of you know dystopian future pieces it, it's almost like society's broken down but mm. the thing that within silo itself is that they've rebuilt a version of society so there's there's law and order there's uh cafeterias there's education and healthcare, and i quite like that because it gives it a it gives it makes it more authentic you could almost see it happening it does there is that element and they're growing food and livestock underground so you've got that that there is a a micro society for, for one of a better phrase um those who disobey and are found by the sheriff and they're made to go outside and clean what that means is there's a a camera that's pointed out to the landscape beyond and and over time it gets dirt and debris on it so someone has to clean it so that they can all see with inside on big screens what's going on on this outside world so if you're found to do something illegal by the terms of, of what you're there in the silo for, you're sent out to clean. And essentially you end up dying within minutes of being out there. Um, so, yeah, I've made this sound quite bleak, quite depressing. I, th- I, th- but I think there, there is an element of it which is bleak. Yeah, yeah it, it has bleak. to be because th- this. I think one thing you didn't mention is that one of the characters talks about, because it's in levels, the silo. So it's it's not just, it's mm. not, in a horizontal orientation it's a, it seems to be in a vertical orientation so they've got levels and somebody referenced it takes two days to walk to that level yeah and they're all connected by this big spiral staircase so if you go down 40 levels you've got to walk back up 40 levels uh which i th- it's difficult to comprehend that something is that big 
You know, it, it's, um, I was really, really impressed by that. Yeah, and I must say, it's a fantastic cast, um, predominantly British, um, but with a great cast and what looks so far to be a really good script and it's well shot. I mean, it, it, it's Apple money. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the theme tune. It sounds like the guy that wrote the Westworld theme tune. It's not. Ah, it that, that's... I did, I did look Yeah, that's that. my only bugbear then, <clears throat> that it sounds so like the Westworld theme tune. And the guy that did the, the Westworld theme tune did Game of Thrones, so there you go. Never seen that, so I'll let you off with that one. So is that a uh, <laughs> is that a, a yes, watch it, or a maybe, or a give it a miss? I would say definitely watch yep. it. Like, I'm only one episode in, you're a couple yep. in, but uh, so far I'm... I'm I'm intrigued to to find out more, and it's the cast and the script. Just just the whole everything about it is is so well done. It's worth watching and sticking yeah, with it. I, I would say that the the tone takes quite a change in the second episode, so definitely give it at least two episodes. Don't don't just do one episode of it. Give give it at least two. Um, I'll move on now to my final film. Uh, which is the Evil Dead Rise. Now, I'm old enough to remember when the original Evil Dead came out. Uh, Sam Raimi on a, a $7,000 budget. Some crazy cheap figure. Um, <clears throat> it was, of its time, a, a film which relied on a uh, a lot of innovation. You know, the the first kind of use of... of steady cam you know he had a i think a camera strapped to a a plank of wood and ran through the woods with it to give it that creepy attacking you kind of vibe and then went through different iterations so most people say that evil dead 2 is the is the best one that's where bruce campbell's character gets to pop back in time and and rule over the the evil overlords there's been a couple of misses in the series and i think the last one was a direct uh, remake of the first one this one is a cracker the thing with the evil dead films and maybe it's something to do with me maybe i'm dead inside um is that they're not overly scary okay there's always a a sense of humor in them there has to be a sense of humor in it for it to be an evil dead film and this is just a great version of that it's just a great example of that whole universe continuing um for no for no apparent reason apart from somebody plays a record backwards it's it's as simple as that um <laughs> there are some really inventive deaths in there as you as you always get in an evil dead film and some pretty disgusting stuff but not overly gory and gratuitous you know so you, you wouldn't you wouldn't say it's a film where all of a sudden somebody's gonna you know chop somebody's head off oh no actually that does happen um so maybe it's a it's not a, it's not that it is actually that bad it's full of gore and blood and, and <laughs> everything you you would not want to watch in a film uh it is for horror aficionados only this is not family friendly this is not date night friendly this is not for anybody who's in any way sensitive about the, the material they watch it's an evil dead film yeah you're gonna get 
Evil Dead Rising. You're going to get people getting body parts cut off. You're going to get people swallowing eyeballs. You're going to get blood and gore and everything. It is everything you want from an Evil Dead film. It is brilliant. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for that, Phil. <laughs> as, as, as a zombie film fan, I'm going to watch it. Oh, it, It's just, it truly is everything you want it to be. You know, you, you get... The, 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 the characterization, the characters are all paper thin because they just need to be paper thin. Yeah. yeah that's the and, whole, that's the whole idea. And it's not a slasher film. So you don't get people making stupid decisions. You get people put in a situation where there's either, there's two decisions, die or live, you know, and, and some of the, some of the things they do in it, it's quite funny, you know, in a, in a black, dark kind of way. But they must have used, I don't know, a swimming pool's worth of blood to make this film. <laughs> it's just, it's everything you want from an Evil Dead film. It's just great. Mm. Enjoy it. Okay, you've got Succession on your list. And yeah. I've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet about Succession. We can leave that alone then, because I'm only a few episodes into the last right. season. Right, I think, because the, the, new, the final season of Succession isn't a very long season. I think we need to put some time aside for when Succession's finished so I can explain my bee in the bonnet. Okay. okay. Now, it might be a positive bee in the bonnet or it might be a negative bee in the bonnet, but I've got to have my say about this. So let's defer that one. So, Dan, over to you then for Barry. Yes, it's back. Nice. Like us, Barry's back. <laughs> Perfect timing, Barry. I didn't... I didn't think there was going to be another season, but it's back. And four, it is. It is its final season. Um, I'm so glad it's back. I, I, spoiler alert, love this program to bits. <laughs> I think I messaged you when it came back, and I, I badgered you again. You have to, have to, have to watch I this. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I put this. I put this up there with Breaking Bad. It to me is subjective, but to me it's that good. That's bold. The it, yeah, the the way it's shot, the script, Bill Hader, you're a a genius in my opinion. The way the characters work, the the humor and the disconnect to the violence. And I watched some interviews with the cast for this season, and they're saying you never see humor when there is violence, and vice versa. They they split the yeah. two um i would i would question that because there are times when you think mm, it's on the verge but if you think about it it's complete disconnect when one happens the other yeah, isn't yeah. there there is yeah. that um but in I, I don't want to say too much because anything i say just gives the story away completely but let's just say the final season is everyone that stood against the character of barry has become the character of Barry um, in a very weird way in the way that, okay, you've got this singular character throughout the three series, his season, sorry, he does this job and ends up in the position he is for the season four. And yet everyone that he's associated with that has turned into these 
persons like Barry um, because of the circumstance of chance, uh, the chance of so, blah, 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 their position in, in, in the whole story. It's so well acted. The script is phenomenal. The direction, Bill Hader doing most of it himself as well, is just brilliant. And hats off to the Fonz. Oh, Henry Winkler himself. Henry Winkler himself, who throughout all of the, the, the series has just been brilliant. I know he's won awards for his acting in it, and he is phenomenal. And he's he's just a standout character of the whole thing. I I cannot praise it enough. I'm excited every week that it comes out on a Monday for us here in the UK. I'm going to be sad when season four is over. I have no idea where it's going to end up. And that's why I love the journey. So yeah, I cannot praise it. And you're going to be really jealous when I start watching it. Because you are coming to it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I, I really hope you love it because as much as I do, because I just think it's phenomenal. Uh, I've got another two films before we finish the Pope's exorcist with Russell Crowe as the Pope's exorcist based on a real character. I was the chief exorcist for the Pope for 20, 30 years. This film. Okay. Is a big bag of dumb fun. It's just, it's silly. It's got jump scares in the right place. It's got Russell Crowe chewing the scenery and bellowing in Italian and shouting at the devil and all of those things. Um, It's a, you must watch it from me because it's not actually that scary that you class it as a horror film. It's kind of like a horror-ish film, but it's just so much fun. The sight of Russell Crowe riding this tiny little Vespa whilst in his uh, full priest regalia is something to behold. Plus you're supposed to believe that he's ridden that Vespa from Rome to Spain as well. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that scene in Dumb and Dumb and where Lloyd and uh, (laughs) they're on that little monkey bike and they're frozen and the, the, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a silly little horror ish film. Okay. Never win an award. It's almost, guaranteed to get a sequel which i'll watch as well if russell crowe's in it because he's just great at chewing scenery what's happened to that man's career that's I, an episode on yeah, its own I, I think he's got the career he wants at the moment and i think you know because he he turned down going back into gladiator 2 i think he's happy and that's all that's all we want for anybody i mu- i must say Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh dear. Oh god, it's awful. What a car yeah. crash. But Russell Crowe as Thor. Uh, not as Thor, as Zeus, <laughs> sorry. Well that's what it, if you look at the um the Pope's Exorcist, they actually wanted him to do that voice. Yeah, really? and he said, Well, this this <laughs> guy isn't Greek, he's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> So you couldn't take it seriously. No, you though. couldn't. Uh, well, you can't take it seriously anyway. The Pope's Exorcist. You can't take it seriously. It's just a good film. But there's another one. This is a, a little indie film called The Artifice Girl. It's really timely, okay? Because it's all about AI. Tiny, tiny, tiny micro budget. More, I think there's only four characters in it. One of them being this AI. It's great. 
it's so well Ooh. shot it's so well written and so well acted it's just great it's actually got yeah it's four characters but a fifth actor is there to portray age it's just great i was i was kind of like blown away by it thinking i couldn't tell you there's only one actor in it i recognize i couldn't tell you anything anybody else has been in or written or directed or done anything about it but it's about this guy who develops a, an ai to go into chat rooms to um to catch predators right. so it's it's about this moral dilemma of creating an ai to replicate a 12 year old girl to then ensnare these people uh and then it gets into consent and um sentience there's nothing in there untoward about the fact that she's 12 there's no description of anything unpleasant it's just that is the the arena that she's been designed to work in and the story about how that that ai develops and how the use of that ai develops is it's just great so that's the artifice girl it'll be no doubt absolutely no doubt it'll be on prime or netflix very soon because it is such a low budget film but watch it it's about an hour and a half and well worth it okay. yeah really recommend that so that brings um that brings episode two or part b or part letter z or whatever the hell this is uh 1B. 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 2B or 1B. Uh, it brings us to a close. So as we normally do at the end of a show, um, why don't you take us home, Dan? Hello again. My hand is open, but yours in mine. Oh, Let me guide you home. In this end of podcast episode, meditation. <laughs> Look. There's a rainbow. And look, there's a unicorn. So let's ride the unicorn away from this place and into the galaxy of goodbye. goodbye. Good night. Good day. Au revoir. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. This has been a One Grump or Two podcast production. Thanks for listening.